Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. I'm Gabby and well it's only Gabby this week. We're gonna do a solo episode. Hope that's okay with you guys. So we're gonna get cozy down, have a little chit chat Q&A but before we get into anything. Orders up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. So Lexi is currently on a little weekend getaway. Her and Sean went to New York City, which is in their own state, so they didn't have to do any quarantining or anything. They are both completely healthy, and they just needed a little weekend away. They've actually never taken a trip, just them two. Every time they go on a vacation, our whole family goes. And Lexi just finished finals, so she needed to kind of get a break from everything, take a little mental relaxation weekend, and just have a fun time. I'm very jealous. I absolutely love New York City. And I've not been there in forever, but I'm going to let her enjoy her weekend. I didn't want her having to worry about sitting down at the hotel to record a podcast. So you guys are getting the one and only Gabby Fuller for the entire episode this week. You guys know that Gabby and I like to be as healthy as we can while also being realistic with our bodies, our schedule, and our habits in general. So we are so excited to announce the sponsor of today's podcast, Perfect Body DNA. The mission of Perfect Body DNA is to empower people to become the healthiest version of themselves, and they believe that everyone has a right to personalized, safe, and effective wellness guidance without breaking the bank, and that's exactly what they do. So how Perfect Body DNA works is you go on and take a quiz, put in all of the information about your body, your lifestyle, habits, and diet, and based on that, they prepare a plan that is just for you. Perfect Body DNA is not only just fully customized for you, but it also comes at an unbeatable value because it is actually created by personal trainers, nutritionists, and wellness coach. Normally, that would run you at a much higher value. What we love is that it gives you over 300 pages of information, especially for your healthy lifestyle, so that every single person has a unique and put together health plan just for you. So whether you're vegan or you have any other dietary plans, they can create that specifically for your goals. What I love most about Perfect Body DNA is how convenient, simplistic, and stress-free it actually is. You guys know Gabby and I are both very busy gals, and a lot of times we don't know what's best for our health and nutrition. So that is where we love Perfect Body DNA, because we each have our own curated book to tell us how we can eat the best, what workouts we need to do, and, you know, how to just stay overall our healthiest selves. My favorite thing is that the book actually educates and motivates you throughout the entire journey. And my other favorite thing is that they are hooking you guys up with a discount code, of course. I am personally so excited to keep using the meal section in particular because I'm the kind of person that struggles with eating a balanced meal. So they have different options that you can pick and choose out of each category to make sure you are eating a well-balanced meal. And I am just excited to see results as far as, you know, my energy levels and things like that, getting a well-balanced meal for each mealtime. So I am excited to use that every single day. I'm most excited to just continue using my book Just to maintain and improve my healthy lifestyle, I don't have a specific area I need to target. I don't necessarily want to lose weight or gain weight. I just want to be healthier in all aspects when it comes to my mindset, food, everything. I feel like it's never a bad thing to be healthier and that's what I'm most looking forward to with this book. So go to perfectbodydna.com slash scoop and use our coupon code SCOOP30 to get 30% off your fully personalized weight loss book of more than 300 pages. Again, that's perfectbodydna.com slash scoop and use the code SCOOP30, S-C-O-O-P 30 to get 30% off your personalized book. So head on over to perfectbodydna.com, use our discount code, take the quiz, and join us to becoming your healthiest self. 
So I asked on my Instagram story what you guys wanted me to talk about, certain topics, any questions you had, screenshotted some of my faves, and we're just going to do a very casual little chit-chat Q&A. Hope you guys are totally down for that. You guys are always asking some fun, juicy, and just life questions on my Instagram, so I figured that we would do a whole dedicated episode to me answering those today. I also just want to say, before we get into it, oh, well, it's not an episode if we don't get into the weekly scoop, so let's just jump right into that. So, if you really want to know how my week has been, you can go on my YouTube, because I've been doing Vlogmas somehow every single day. And I must say, for the first time, I feel extremely overworked and kind of stressed right now. So, it's currently Saturday when I'm editing it, or not editing, when I'm recording this. Actually, I probably will edit it after, so it is also Saturday, so anyway, what I was saying. So it's currently Saturday, and last night I was up until past midnight editing three videos because I wanted to try to take a day off this weekend because I just felt a little bit stressed. I feel like I've been so go, 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 and this weekend I have Cat4 Choreo 1 to 5, both Saturday and Sunday, so I don't really have much time to do anything during the day. So I wanted to get as many videos as I could done. I filmed two and edited three all in one day. So that literally took up my entire day. And I thought as long as I slept in that I was going to be okay this morning. And I woke up and I just feel extremely, I don't even know how to, just worn down, worn out. I just feel like I could sleep for a full 24 hours. And I think I might need to do that. So... That's pretty much how my week has been going. Just very busy with the whole vlogmas thing between that and cheerleading. We're about to go on Christmas break, which is going to be really fun to get to go home and see my family actually at the end of this next week. So it's close. It's almost there. And then I get a little break from cheerleading and can just go home, enjoy some family time, film some fun videos with them. It's always a lot easier because if I'm not worried about making content just myself, I feel like it flows a lot better. It's just easier to film videos. I'm not trying to pack so much in one day to try to get like a full vlog out of it. So that is what's currently happening. I am also bringing Mr. Cloudman home with me. He is so cute right now. I wish you guys could see him. He is just admiring the Christmas tree and just staring at it in all its glory. You are so cute, little man. But that's one thing. I always get questions about what I do with Cloud when I leave. And honestly, it depends. It's something different every time. So if no one, if it's somewhere like cheerleading related and all my friends are gone, I'll either have someone from WEG or like a family member watch him. Or if it's just a short little weekend trip or a day, I have like 10 people in my apartment complex that are my friends that are willing to always watch him for me or for Thanksgiving, Lake watched him. Like it honestly just depends. But luckily he's the cutest and easiest little thing. So everyone like begs me to watch him. So it's never been too hard finding someone. But I figured I'm home for a decent amount of time for Christmas, so I might as well bring him home with me, and I'm very excited for that. So, I think that's pretty much everything in my week, just besides, well, I guess, besides Vlogmas. That's pretty much taking up majority of my time, but with cheerleading, we are currently finishing our routine. We are finalizing our pyramid right now. We have to have our routine done so we can send in our video for Music Wednesday, which I feel like no one really thinks. Everyone thinks we already have our music. Everyone's always like, when is Double O's music getting released? And I'm like, well, we don't even have it. We don't get our music until January, like the end of January. So um, yeah, we don't have it. So we have to finish our routine so that we can send in our video so we can get our music when we come back from break. 
but we have like a pretty long Christmas break this year so it's gonna be really weird taking I think it's like two and a half weeks off and then we come back and now we're performing for majors which we were not aware about until it was posted but I guess we're just like exhibitioning we're not necessarily competing so that'll be interesting haven't competed I've only competed at majors once actually fun fact actually really really sad fact it's the only major competition that I've never won. So I was excited to maybe get that opportunity this year, but they're not letting us compete and we're only exhibitioning. So kind of a bummer. Anyway, that's my week. I don't really know what else to say, but I am a little bit a little bit stressed, a little worn down. So if this episode is not as structured or as long or whatever the case may be, Bear with me, please, and know that they will get better and that very soon me and Lexi will be together again with the whole family so we can get lots of in-person podcasts because those are always my favorite. So without further ado, I guess let's just jump into the first question. These are in no particular order. I literally just screenshotted them as I was scrolling, picked out the good ones, and that's what we're going with. So starting with a good one right here. Have you thought about any New Year's resolutions? That is... That is a good question. The answer to that, have I thought about any? Absolutely not. I am not a New Year's resolution kind of person. I don't like waiting for a specific day to kind of make changes in my life. And I feel like when I do that, because I'm putting it off so long, it's not something that is actually going to stay true. I feel like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but if it's something I genuinely want to make a change in my life, why would I put it off to a certain day or a certain year? where I feel like most things that I've done like little changes I've made lately is making my bed every single morning and I just woke up one day and decided I wanted to do it and now here I am like four or five months later and I've done it every single morning so I feel like I'm not a wait till new year's to kind of start something new kind of person but if we're going with things I want to work on in the new year and get better with I would say I want to do better at I mean, just continuing to make myself a priority. I've talked about this in many videos and different podcasts and stuff, but when I was in my relationship, I completely lost who I was as a person. I did not put myself first in any way, shape, or form. I did not hang out with friends at all. I didn't really do anything but work and at that point was school and everything else. And I don't like that. I was not fun to be around. I know I wasn't. I wasn't happy within myself. There was so much that... I just didn't enjoy, but I didn't know how to change that or what was causing it or whatever the case was. So once I got out of the relationship, I realized that I that was something that I really, really wanted to focus on. And I'm extremely proud of the progress I've made so far, but I know I can always be better at it. And especially with Vlogmas, I feel like I've kind of taken a few steps back because I have been putting so much focus into work. But I also wouldn't want it any other way because this is seriously my dream job and I feel so lucky that I get to even call this work. And also, we're going to get a little sappy real quick, but today as we're speaking, I uploaded the Vlogmas video of a full workday in my life. And I know influencers kind of get a bad rep and everyone's always like, that's not a real job, like try having a nine to five, blah, 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 whatever the case is. You guys, like, first of all, in general, I just have the absolute best supporters ever I see so many other influencers getting so much hate comments and they're constantly like crying about them and like wondering where they went wrong or whatever the case is and I have seriously I would say like 99.9% of all my comments on every social media platform are the sweetest so that's just in general thank you for you guys but on this um video that I uploaded 
all the comments were like you inspire me so much I cannot get over how productive you are how well you balance everything and I feel like because I was used to balancing so 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 much when I was in school I kind of downplay what I do now a lot even in the video where it was the behind the scenes of double practice and Sophia was like how hard is doing all of this and my immediate reaction was well it was a lot harder to be a student and like yes it was but that doesn't take away from the fact that I am putting in so much work right now that it really is a full-time job just because I don't go anywhere and I don't work for anyone else doesn't mean that I don't pretty much have a nine-to-five job because I work honestly more hours than that if I'm being honest I pretty much work 24-7 except when I'm sleeping so it is a very hard job but just so many of the comments were the nicest thing and just you guys like just supporting me with everything and just seeing how hard I work and like noticing that and you know what I'm just gonna read the top comment because it made me really happy and I literally pinned it on my video of course I can't find it now where is my video there we go okay it says your passion to make a difference in the world is unbelievable. You put your heart and soul into your endeavors and surpass any personal goal you could have set. The love you have for your family is, outstand- is outstanding. Watching you interact with loved ones just makes me smile. You inspire me to be the best version of yourself. And then the next couple are, I find it, find it crazy how you balance so much with YouTube, cheer, and so much more. You're the best. I honestly don't know how you balance that much. I literally can't even balance school alone. You're such a constant inspiration. Like, the most productive person ever. Like, you guys are seriously just the sweetest and I feel like I not that I I don't know this isn't necessarily the future I had in mind for myself so sometimes I'm like oh could I be doing more like I'm just working for myself and working from home like I feel like I could always be doing more but I think today's video made me realize that I do enough right now I kind of work myself down to the bone without realizing it but it just means a lot that you guys can see that through my videos how much I'm working and everything so thank you guys for that because I don't think you realize how much your comments make a difference to me and they do I feel like I've been rambling on so long but this podcast is only 11 minutes so far so we'll go to the next question oh well let's see any other new year's resolutions and things I want to work on that just went so many different on so many different tangents but anyway so continuing to make myself a priority a big one I want to obviously hopefully post COVID hopefully something happens soon into the new year but I want to step out of my comfort zone and just have more fun in terms of hanging out with my friends going out I still am not a big drinker at all I don't care to change that I don't want to just drink just to fit in or do anything like that I don't think you need alcohol to have fun but I do enjoy going out and dancing and just having these nights that I never really let myself experience before so hopefully that is a possibility in the new year I want to do that I want to be a normal 22 year old for a little bit and just kind of have fun um other little things let's see I don't know I mean I always have the little goals of like getting better with skincare and just other stuff like that but I say that and then I don't make a difference in my skincare routine at all I don't know what products to use so I just kind of don't so I don't know if that will change at all and just being more present in everything I feel like I'm on my phone a lot especially when it comes to work and I have gotten so much better at this but just when I'm with my family or when I if I am getting into a new relationship or whatever the case is kind of separating things so I'm not on my phone all the time I'm more present in the moment and just if I'm having a conversation with someone or whatever the case is like I want to be in that moment with them and not 
so distracted by everything else in the world that is going on. I think that is my main New Year's resolutions in turn of, in terms of just things I want to work on in general. So, next question we got. Have you and Lexi always gotten along? How do you maintain such an amazing relationship? So, honestly, yeah. I mean, we fight like normal siblings do. Like, I promise you, we fight just as much as any other sibling. But we just, like, that we have each other. We're each other's only sisters. So, even when we fight, within three minutes, we are completely fine and back to normal. And there's never been a reason where either of us feel the need to not be back to normal. Because no matter what we go through, the love we have for each other is always stronger than the little argument we got into or whatever caused it but when we were kids I would say we were like normal we were two years apart so we were like normal siblings not so much close in terms of I don't know I mean we did hang out with each other a lot but Lexi always had a bunch of friends and because they were two years older obviously I always wanted to hang out with the older people because I feel like every younger sibling goes through that and there was quite some time where Lexi was kind of a mean older sister and she didn't want me to do anything that she did. I couldn't wear any of the same clothes. I couldn't go to any of the same places. I could never be around her and her friends. It got kind of really bad in when she first got into high school. She got into a relationship. It was like her first real relationship. And she kind of wanted nothing to do with the rest of the family but him. He ended up being a total douchebag. And then that kind of made her realize. But she had to learn the hard way. But for a while there, I feel like we kind of, I don't want to say we ever had a bad relationship because we really never did. Like whenever he wouldn't be at the house, we would be totally fine. But there was a rough patch where I feel like we just weren't as close as we were. And then we got really close when she moved away for college because then we finally realized like how much we needed each other in our lives just to talk to each other on a daily basis to, I don't know, just to kind of have that one like best friend no matter what's happening so once she moved away, I feel like we like expanded and kind of like matured our relationship from more of just sisters to like literal best friends telling each other everything, calling each other, texting each other nonstop. And ever since then, it's been the exact same. Like now that I live alone, especially there's not a single day goes by where I don't FaceTime her at least once, most likely like three times. We talk nonstop. We're always the first one that we go to for we go to each other first for literally everything even as little as picking out instagram pictures we send them to each other we pick out each other's instagram pictures like everything how do we maintain that relationship i think just knowing i mean i just feel very blessed i know a lot of people aren't as lucky to have such an amazing family dynamic with my parents and my sister in general but and i know that blood doesn't always have to be thicker than how does that saying go you're, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is family doesn't have to be just who you are literally born into. I know that there are some rough... Like, I was just watching the um, Call Her Daddy podcast episode with Tana Mojo, and she was talking about her upbringing and everything and how she pretty much considered Amari's family like her family because hers was so rough. And I feel like I'm lucky enough that my real family is who I consider family. But I think... It doesn't have to be at all. And as long as there's people that you feel safe and comfortable with, those are the people that you should consider your family. And I think the way to maintain that healthy relationship is just knowing that 
no matter what you go through you would rather be experiencing the bad with those people than the good with anyone else and that's kind of how I feel with Lexi that even through every argument or whatever the case is I would rather be going through that with her than to not have her in my life or to not be as close with her or whatever the case is so I think that answers your question this is really hard doing with one person I always feel like I go to her for reassurance and like a second opinion on every question so this is hard myself okay next question we're going a little bit more lighthearted. what are your pet peeves so my main one is when people chew with their mouth open or just like loud chewers actually it's mainly loud chewers which mom if you're listening to this and I know you are because you listen and watch everything it's you and you know it's you and she can't help it but there's times where the room is just silent and my mom is just chomping away on something but it doesn't bother me all the time. It's mainly just when someone is the only person eating. And like like I said, if it's quiet and that's all you hear, then it gets to me. Other than that, um, when I hold the door open for someone and they don't say thank you, like it's not that hard. At least nod, acknowledge it. Like literally just say thank you. I don't know why people don't. Like you, you're, I'm standing out here waiting back just so you don't have to touch the door. You can't even acknowledge that? Oh, drives me nuts. Other things is, oh. When people drive with their turning signal on and they're not turning. Bothers me so much more than when people just turn without a turning signal. Like, I know you're driving. I know you hear the little ding, ding, ding every time it clicks. And you're not turning. And I hate that. Driving behind someone like that, first of all, it's just blinking. It's distracting me. But, like, I know you hear it. Turn it off. Or get in the other lane, whatever the case is. But nine times out of ten, if they've had it on that long, they don't even plan on turning. I don't know why that one gets to me so much, but I really do not like it. I don't think I have any other major pet peeves, if I'm being honest. If we're going, like, relationship-wise, pet peeves, I guess I would be mainly, like, turnoffs are, oh, I got a hinge message the other day that was, like, I'm in love with your body. And I was, like, instant unmatch. Like, are you kidding me? That's the word, like... You really think that's a good thing to say to someone, especially the first, literally the first, the conversation didn't even go on yet. The first thing he said was, I'm in love with your body. And I'm like, ugh, throw up, like comment on my personality or whatever the heck else I have. Like the answers to my questions, don't comment on my body, at least comment on like my eyes or my smile or something first, not my body. Other than that, um... I've had so many boys try to reach out and make plans without like getting to know me at all and personally I am very shy. I don't know if I would go as far as saying as I have have social anxiety but I do feel like I get extremely overwhelmed and don't feel comfortable in situations like that so if you don't get to know me first like you I don't know anything about you you're not asking me questions you're not doing anything and you just try to make plans unfortunately I will probably cancel or like not even agree to those plans because something about that just stresses me out so much like literally just ask the simplest questions get to know me a little bit make me feel comfortable around you so that way I actually feel comfortable going out in public with you but yeah that's happened way too many times and I'm like "Uh, I don't know anything about you I don't feel comfortable doing this but then this other one asking me my favorite movie admitted to liking chick flicks and nicholas sparks movie like that is the key to my heart and then my zodiac sign and like other like things and i was like thank you like this is so fun thank you for doing this thank you for actually being a human being and wanting to get to know me 
Although I do see two sides of it is because like you could be completely different in person, but I still feel like there's the surface level questions to ask someone to get to know them before you go out on a date. Then you can ask the deep questions in person to really get to know them. All right, I think that's it for the pet peeves. I really don't know if I have any other ones. I feel like always with pet peeves, I, I need to start like making a note in my phone or something because I feel like something will bother me in the, mo- in the moment and I'm like, oh, this is a good thing to remember for when someone asks me this question. Because what me and my friends like to do, most of the time they'll be a little bit tipsy, but I'll be sober. But we just sit in a circle and like, not necessarily in a circle. We'll probably sit like at the kitchen island or wherever we are. And we just like to ask each other deep questions like this. And I think it's so fun to just see other people's perspectives on so many different scenarios and their opinions. And a lot of times pet peeves comes up in those questions. And I feel like I never have good ones. And then I'm always like doing something and something like comes up and I'm like this is a pet peeve and then I never remember so maybe I'll start making a note on my phone and we can do an updated version of this and hopefully I'll have some better answers for you next question what made you get into being a social media influencer so I feel like I have a completely different take on this than pretty much any other influencer that you watch or see on any platform I guess TikTokers are kind of maybe the closest thing to me, but it just kind of happened where most of the other influencers, they decided to start posting and like doing that stuff. But because of cheerleading, I just kind of gained an audience and it just literally just started happening. Like I had brands reach out about doing sponsorships and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what the heck? Like I can do this. And then I started taking it seriously from there. But Honestly, what sparked it is just through cheerleading. I got a really engaging, amazing audience and then brands started to see that and they started to reach out and then I started to take it seriously after that. But I think my number one thing is to just find what you love doing and that will attract people that also love doing that thing. So I think without realizing it, I was already kind of taking it as a business by posting so much cheerleading stuff because... That's what people wanted to see, but I wasn't even doing it for that reason. I was just posting it because that's what I absolutely love doing. And so that kind of determined my main core audience at first. And then I just I just really enjoyed it. I've always watched YouTube growing up more than I watched Netflix or TV or anything like that. So once I started getting an audience, I was like, yeah, I just want to post. I want to engage with my audience more. I want to just have these memories to look back on is honestly one of my favorite parts about doing YouTube personally all right this is i know this is controversial people hate on the family channels the lebrant fam the ace family a bunch of people hate on them i personally cannot wait to be a family channel because i don't have home videos of me when i was a baby to look back on and i hate that i wish i had fun videos so i can't wait wait to be the mom that literally documents everything on youtube for my kids to look back on when they're older and like literally their first word their first steps like everything i am so excited for that And for some reason, I mean, I I kind of get it because like I get that the child isn't old enough to make their own decision on whether or not they want to be shown in the public eye and everything. But obviously, I'm not going to do something if my kid really doesn't love it. But I am very excited to have every single moment like that documented. Like one of my favorite things is one of the last conversations I had with my grandma before she was passed away. Actually, like it was all coincidence. Like I didn't plan for this to happen, but my sister FaceTimed me while I was recording. It was like a Princess Polly try-on haul. So I had the camera running and it was like the last conversation I had with my grandma. And I have that on footage now forever. 
And it's just little moments like that that really make me so thankful that this is my job and that I'm doing it for that reason and not even necessarily for the job. Just that's why I enjoy posting and recording all these videos. So if you guys want to start it, I 10 out of 10 recommend it just to have it for the memories, just to put it out for you and your friends or if you're vlogging while you're together or whatever the case is. I love being able to look back on it. But basically how I started being a social media influencer was honestly just, it just kind of happened and I took it and ran with it because I absolutely loved it. And my biggest tip for anyone that wants to start is always just finding what makes you you and just be completely yourself on camera, on Instagram, whatever the case is. Don't try to be someone else because then you're not going to just get an engaging audience that wants to watch you for you. Next question, what gets you out of bed every morning? Well, for being literally, the answer is cloud because he is so used to going on a walk now every single morning that um, he gets me out of bed. That's for sure. He doesn't let me just lay in bed very long anymore. He, I mean, okay, he's he's not that bad because he'll come back in bed and lay with me a little bit, but he just, when I'm up, it is time to get up and get outside. But actually what gets me out of bed every morning, I think you mean more in like a what motivates me to get up and like start with my day. And honestly, I'm just an Enneagram type three, which we did a whole episode on that if you guys don't know what it is. But basically it's like a test you take, you answer, there's like a ton of questions, like 150 questions or something. And it gives you the type of Enneagram that you are. And I'm a type three, which is the achiever. So I thrive off of success and validation in my work and everything like that. Sorry if you hear squeaking. Cloud decided to play with his squirrel right now. But I, yeah, I just thrive off of work and success and everything like that. So honestly, I wake up and I just want to be better than I was the day before in all aspects of life, in cheerleading, as a dog mom, as just the social media influencer, as in everything in my daily life. I just always strive for achieving the next goal and honestly that's what gets me up and out of bed every morning I always used to say I don't know if this is a normal thing because I rarely ever talk about this with anyone but even through college whenever I didn't want to do a homework assignment or I didn't want to study or whatever the case is what truly motivated me is I always just think about the future I wanted to get through college like if I was stressed about a test or whatever it's like you want to do good because you want to graduate college and you want to have this degree and you want to be able to set yourself up for this amazing life for your future family so you can be the absolute best mom that you can be to your future kids and that is something that literally motivates me in every single aspect of my life I just my biggest goal in life is being a mom and being a successful mom and just being able to give my kids such an amazing family and just future and everything so that like motivates every single aspect of my life and I don't know if normal people are like that where they think about their future that much or they have like a specific goal like that but that's truly what motivates me in everything so I feel like I try to wake up every morning achieving the little victories that will lead me to there but the end goal is always just wanting to be better for my future and my future family and my future husband and everything like that I'm the type of person where I'd rather put the work in now when I'm young and I don't really have anything else going on and I have such an amazing job and I'm so blessed with even just the monetary value that comes with it and just everything like that I'd rather work my butt off right now to be able to become a mom and not have to work so much and get to focus on raising my kids and spending every single moment with them and kind of just like 
watching them grow up and everything I don't want to have to be so focused on working I don't want to like I want to cry for moms when they have their kid and like in three months they have to go back to work and like I don't think I could do that when I tell you my biggest goal in life is being a mom and just being around my kids all the time that's what I want more than anything in this life so I want to put the work in now so that I don't have to be worried about that and if you I don't know if we have any moms listening to this but you you are a working mom just know that you are amazing and I truly don't know if I could handle what you do but I just want to set myself up so that I can achieve all my goals now and really just work my absolute butt off and be successful at a young age so that way I can enjoy my future as much as I possibly can and I know a lot of people have the complete opposite mindset and they'd rather live out their 20s while they're young and I know that's what people say like travel while you're young do all this stuff while you're young but I would prefer to work right now and travel with my future family, my future husband, and be able to do all that and enjoy being a mom. I don't think that's a normal thing, but that is truly my biggest goal and what really motivates me, honestly, every single morning. Next question, how to balance schoolwork on top of everything else? Get this question all the time, and here is my biggest piece of advice. Prioritize it. If so, in my I'll use my case as an example and just kind of change and adapt it to your life. But so all four years of college, I was a college student full time engineering, which is already not easy. Most engineering students, that's all they do. They don't have a job. They don't do anything else. But I was an engineering student. I was an all star cheerleader. You guys know how much time goes into that. I worked on social media and I was a cheer coach. So I had two jobs, I was a cheerleader, and I was a student every single day for four years. And I think the way, or the way I thought about it and the way that I got through it was I knew that school and work was obviously the most important. School being absolute number one priority, that was just how I was raised. School was very important. I grew up, both my parents were teachers. It was just, it's a huge value in our family. And I knew that there was no other option than for me to go to college and get my degree. And that was something that I obviously wanted to do too. It wasn't just like my parents. Something that I, and just, this goes back to being an Enneagram type three. If I set my mind to something, there's no way I won't achieve it. And getting my degree was like literally the biggest thing on my goal list at the time. So I knew school was my number one top priority. After that, Obviously, I needed a job. I needed to be able to financially support myself. My parents did not support me through college. I mean, they, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but like I, it was my goal to be able to make my own money and support myself so my parents didn't have to. They obviously would have helped with anything if they needed to, but that was just something I wanted to do. So obviously, I needed a job. I needed to make money. That's how life goes. So that was my second priority. Um, obviously, the two jobs. So those are interchangeable and then what was last on my list was cheerleading at the end of the day I was only doing that because I love doing it I was spending my own money to do it it's not it was literally my last priority on my list but it was what I loved most out of everything I guess I should put a relationship in there but uh if you can't tell I wasn't good at balancing that and that is why I'm no longer in one so we'll leave it at cheerleading but that is what I loved the absolute most so I knew that if anything had to go it had to have been the last priority on that list which would have been cheerleading but because that was my absolute favorite I knew that I had to do anything in my power to be able to continue doing it so I would just honestly the order that I just prioritized that is how I would spend my days so I would 
set all of my school classes in the morning. Even some days I had some 8 a.m.s, and yes, they were rough. But as long as it meant that I could go to school and I could come back, have enough time to get my homework done, and even relax a little bit before I went to the gym, I would do whatever I could to make it happen. So I would go to school in the morning, come home. I'm the type of person that I cannot procrastinate. I'm the opposite of a procrastinator. I It stresses me out to leave things for the last minute, and I know that I'm the type of person where... I can't relax knowing I have things to do, which is why I was um, up until past midnight last night working instead of just like relaxing a little bit. And then I could have edited some today, but I knew I uh, didn't want to and I wouldn't have been able to relax. So instead, I did it all in one day. And that's kind of how I was in school. So I would do my homework as soon as it was assigned, because if I left it until the last minute, I wouldn't be okay just sitting on the couch and like watching a movie knowing I had homework to do. So I did everything pretty much the second it was assigned so that way I there was never a time that I had to do homework at night. I am not that person. I recommend not being that person. I don't think that is healthy because you guys need sleep and I think the the time where you're least motivated at least for me is right before bed. That's when I want to relax and just kind of wind down. So I would leave all my mornings open for school between classes and homework. I would come home and try to get a little nap in because I'm going to be honest, I was exhausted. I was literally a zombie for four years of my life and it feels so nice to not be like that anymore. But then I would go and I would work at the gym. Oh, I guess in between that, I would also get social media work done somehow on my off time. Mainly that would come on the weekends. And then finally, when I had everything else checked off on my list, then I would get to go to cheerleading practice and I would get to enjoy and socialize, hang out with my friends And that literally was like my social aspect of every single day because I didn't have time to do anything else or kind of make time for myself in any other way. So that's what I recommend balancing everything. Make a priority list and do things in that list every single day. And most likely what's last on your list is going to be what you love most. And that's what's going to motivate you to get the other stuff done so that you can continue doing what you love. Because if there was ever a day where I couldn't get my homework done or I wasn't able to balance work, I wouldn't, I I know that I would have to quit cheerleading. Like I would have to be done with it because I needed to accomplish everything else. And if that meant that I could continue doing it after college or whatever the case is, I just didn't even want to think about that. So I made it work and I got everything done first. So that way I could be a cheerleader and I can enjoy everything. I would have to get on the very last flight on a Friday night to go to the competition and I would have to come back like 4 a.m. on a Monday to make it to class the next day. And when I tell you that I don't know how I was a functioning human being the last four years and um, I, I know why my relationship completely failed because I literally, when I tell you I lost myself, I like I don't, I think I was a robot. I think being in engineering and dealing with all that, I just turned myself into a robot and I legitimately don't know how I did it all. But I wouldn't I don't regret any of it I wouldn't have it any other way I thrive off of being busy and somehow balanced it all graduating summa cum laude with a mechanical engineering degree so it worked out and know that if you feel kind of overwhelmed that you have a lot going on in your life I promise that you can do it you just have to prioritize it right and figure out what timeline works for you and you got it I believe in you Next question, being happy on your own and how to get that mindset. So I posted some TikToks a few weeks ago about like finally getting out of a relationship and like finding yourself and being happy and putting yourself first and all of that. And there were so many questions that are like, how do you get to that point? 
sorry, I had to drink water. My throat was getting very dry from talking for 40 minutes straight. But obviously this is going to be different for everyone. But I want to read, I wrote comments on that TikTok. And I'm just going to pull them up and like refer to those because I put a lot of thought and effort into making those. And I feel like that's going to be a good point to start with. So I said how I got here because the TikTok says for the first time in my life, I don't feel the need to be with anyone. And I feel like that's exactly where I'm at right now. Even after the relationship ended for a while, I was like, yeah, I miss the idea of him. I miss having someone. And yeah, obviously there's days where I do miss that because who like that's the main goal in life. I want to find someone and be in a happy relationship with them. And like, obviously that's the goal. But for right now, I am so happy with myself and being alone and being single and just getting to do whatever I want whenever I want and I I don't feel the need to be with anyone and it is such an amazing feeling so what I said was how I got here is you need to let yourself feel every single emotion cry it out you don't just distract yourself from it you have to feel it to heal from it and this is huge so many people get out of relationship and you know the saying to get over him you have to get under someone else sure you can go do that if that's what your little heart desires that's not what I wanted to do but you can't just distract yourself from it and then expect to ever be okay from it I feel like those are the type of people that end up going back to their ex pretty much right away I personally did nothing but cry for about four days straight for some people it's four months straight whatever it's a different timeline for everyone there's no right or wrong answer it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get over them as long as you are happy and healthy on your own just do whatever you need to do to get to that point so for me it was a few days because it was the second time we broke up the first breakup was definitely a lot harder on me I was a lot younger more immature and I feel like this time I was a lot stronger on my own and I knew that I was going to be okay it still sucked I cried non-stop for four days straight I basically lived alone with the dog it was really hard for a while I had no appetite I nothing sounded good I would try to eat and I would throw up like it was bad for a few days I was really not okay but I'm so glad I wasn't just trying to hang out with friends right away and just distract myself go hang out with guys go on a date whatever the case was I'm so glad I didn't do that right away because now I don't know the last time I cried over the breakup. I let myself feel it all right away and get all those emotions out. And I feel like that's the healthiest way to do it. Because now that doesn't affect me. I don't really cry about it. I don't know the last time I've cried in general. And I just feel like that's the first step. Most important is you have to feel it to heal from it. Whatever the emotions are. Even if it's anger. It's okay to feel however you feel. Even if it's happiness. If you feel like a weight got lifted off your shoulder because of the breakup, that is okay. You don't have to feel guilty from it, but let yourself feel those emotions and kind of know why you're feeling that so you can move on from it and know what you can take from that scenario. The good from it, the bad, know what you want in the next relationship, what you don't want, how you want to feel, how you don't want to feel, all of those things. So that's step one. You have to feel every single emotion. Watch every sad movie, whatever you have to do. Listen to Sam Smith, listen to the sad songs, Tate McRae, and just cry. Then, after you, like, feel everything and feel yourself pulling yourself together and, like, starting to get better, do what you stopped doing when you were with them. Focus on only you. Do little things that make you happy. Watch sunsets. Listen to music. Find a new hobby. Personally, I was upset. Well, I'm, I'm still obsessed with them. I always am, but... Something about sunsets and singing to me, which is so weird because I'm not a singer, but listening 
to music that I could relate to the lyrics in. And I would just sit on my balcony during sunset and just sing. I couldn't care less if my neighbors heard me. I know I suck at singing. It doesn't matter. Something about that was so therapeutic for me. And I would have never sat on the balcony by myself and sang when I was in the relationship. I just wouldn't. I stopped doing anything that made me happy. I tried to learn the ukulele. Uh, that, that didn't stick. But I, I found other hobbies that I love doing. Like I love drawing on Procreate and making little doodles on Procreate. I love just hanging with friends. I truly stopped doing that. I stopped having my own friend group. I We were in the same friend group and I blended all of his friends to be my own when I really did not have my own friends. Obviously, I had everyone I cheered with that were my friends, but I never made plans with anyone. I never wanted to do anything with anyone else. And as soon as I was out of the relationship and I was starting to heal, I was like, I want to be with my friends all the time. I want to have fun. I want to do all of this whatever the case is, find whatever you stopped doing in the relationship and do more of that. Just do whatever makes you happy. Step out of your comfort zone. Say yes to going places that you normally wouldn't. Just become your own person. I was not that at all. In the relationship, whenever we would go hang out with friends or we would go to a party or whatever the case is, I would literally sit there and not talk to anyone, which is so weird because those people were also my friends. And if I was in the gym alone and Lake wasn't there, I would talk to people nonstop. I was like the life of the party in the gym. Yet we would go somewhere where Lake was around and I was not my own person. We blended too much as a couple and I would just sit back and let him talk to everyone. And like, that's so not healthy. And I didn't realize that was happening at all during the relationship. So I knew that when I got out of it and I was finally kind of reflecting on the whole thing, I wanted to have my own friends. I wanted to be so okay on my own that we can go at a party where even he's at and I don't care to be my own person. I don't care to have fun on my own and listen this was like the era of WAP coming out and if you don't think that I I don't know how I was wording that but if you think that when WAP came on I was on the floor you are correct because I didn't care anymore I want to be the life of the party I want to be my own person where I have conversations with everyone and I don't feel like I'm just hidden behind someone else and I'm just blending into someone like we were Gabby and Lake and I was not just Gabby anymore like at all and that did not make me happy and I didn't know how to find myself after that and it took a little bit but I'm so much better at it now and that's something that I want to continue working on and just being my own person still but you have to be your own person after you have to find what makes you happy you have to do those little things and that's how you're going to heal from it And then I just ended that with saying, you have to be so complete on your own to be in a healthy relationship. Love yourself first or you can't love anyone else. When you get to that point, you won't settle. You don't need anyone. If someone comes and makes your life better, great, but don't step backwards. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm not just going to go on a date with anyone just to go on a date with anyone. I'm not going to entertain these guys just that don't align with all my values and I, I know how good of a person I am. I know how, how good of a girlfriend I am. And I know how amazing of a wife I would be one day. And I'm not just going to settle for someone that's not going to match those standards. It's okay to have high standards. Like, those that's going to be someone that fathers your children one day. Or whatever the case is. Whatever your goals are in life. Like, but I feel like you don't get to that point until you put yourself first. And are so happy in yourself that you realize that you're not going to settle for anyone that's not going to make you happy, that's not going to put you first, that's not going to treat you like the amazing person that you are, and that's where I'm at right now, that's why I feel like I don't need anyone, because if someone's not going to come in my life and make it a million times better, I don't want any part of it, so that was very long, 
that was my experience. I could probably do a whole podcast on this. Honestly, it's something that I'm very passionate about because it's what I'm dealing with right now. And I feel like breakups and all of that are not really talked enough about on the internet. So let me know if you want more of that. But that was my very long response to that question. So we're going to do a few more and then wrap it up. Next question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Would you like to stick with cheer? So like I kind of said earlier with the whole job thing, my dream job is a stay-at-home mom. That sounds like heaven to me. Getting to wake up and just spend every single day with your kids sounds literally like a blessing. But I also (laughs) kind of on the total other end of that, like I said, I'm an Enneagram type three and I thrive off of achieving new things and goals and working. So I don't think I would ever just be a stay-at-home mom. But I think, honestly, my dream job is exactly what I'm doing right now. I would love to continue coaching, hopefully be able to coach my future kids one day. I would love to continue doing social media, eventually transferring that into a family channel. Like I said, I would love having those moments documented for my future kids. And the business that I'm starting, which I also got so many questions on that, and I am definitely going to do a whole podcast episode on the process of starting a business but not until that launches because we're only about halfway through it takes forever but we literally did this whole thing start to finish and obviously during a pandemic is not the most ideal scenario for it but so but yeah I literally want to do exactly what I'm doing right now and that's my dream job forever and that's crazy to think that at 22 I'm doing my dream job and it's sometimes I don't even believe it's real it's crazy to me but I'm so thankful for it what makes you go back to double o every season um do you guys not watch the videos because it is literally the most fun I have ever and like I said it's on the bottom of my priority list so I literally just do it because I love it and because it is so much fun and I just love double O because the bal- first of all, the balance of like boys to girls. We only have 10 girls on the team and I feel like it's the perfect amount. There is no girl drama ever. The balance of girls to boys is just perfect. We all get along so well. And once you're on double O, you just kind of mature out of normal cheerleading life because this is all bonus cheerleading. You're not a senior age athlete anymore. You're doing this because you love this. You have so much going on in your life and yet you choose to pay for cheerleading and to put this time away because it's genuinely just what you love you're not doing it to win anymore you're not doing it for any of those circumstances and I truly feel like that's how every single person on double O is and that's why it can be so much fun because we're not doing it for the wrong reasons at all anymore we're doing it because we love it and we love everything that comes with it and honestly it's just like my hanging out with friends and my social aspect of every single day I go to the gym and I get to be with my friends for two hours and we just hang out and I get to fly and do what I love. It adds no stress to my life whatsoever. So why wouldn't I go back every season? Like, it's seriously a no-brainer to me. And my body doesn't hurt because I don't tumble. There's really nothing that's stopping me. I feel like eventually when I make the decision to stop, it's going to be because I want to focus on coaching more and I'm not able to balance so much while being an athlete. But as of right now, I literally just get to go to the gym and hang out with my friends for two hours and that's what I consider practice. Like that's crazy to me. I've been on so many teams where I've dreaded going to practice and I've I kind of lost that love for cheerleading and that's what I love about double O is because we're all there because we love it. We have two dads on the team, Andres and Wilbur, who both, first of all, they're amazing people. They actually came to the team not knowing like pretty much any English 
and it is just amazing what they are able to do and how much they've learned and they they've grown since being on double o is insane and i love getting to experience that but they sacrifice so much to be there they're like in their 30s and they do it because they are so in love with the sport and they never had the opportunity when they were younger and that is such a beautiful thing to me and getting to be on a team with people like that really just kind of puts everything into a different perspective and i think maybe that's why double o is the way it is but Wilbur brings his son to almost every single practice. He sits in the front of the map because the mom is working and they don't have anywhere else to bring the child. And it's seriously just like the most beautiful thing to experience that those people are sacrificing so much to be there. And that's how I feel. And that's how I know everyone on Double O feels. Like we could all be packing it up and working and moving on with our adult life, but we just genuinely love doing it. And we're able to get everything done while having so much fun while doing it. And honestly like I wouldn't want to be on any other team I would definitely want not want to not cheer at all and it's the greatest experience so I hope everyone I always say this but I truly hope everyone can experience being on a team like double o at least once in their life because it's seriously a feeling like no other it is the biggest family and genuinely just the most fun that I ever have so we're gonna wrap it up with one more question because I'm very proud of myself this has already been 50 minutes of just myself Go Gabby, and I haven't had to make a single edit. Can we clap it up for me? Okay, last one, because I'm going to be honest, I just ordered a grape, because you know the TikTok, it's like, it's like a reward. That's how I feel. I, I pushed through, I did this, even though I was so worn down. I'm going to be honest, I had no motivation to do this podcast right now whatsoever. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday night. This is, I don't want to say the last thing I want to be doing, but it's pretty far down there. I'm so tired, and I just want to relax for once, but enough of that we are gonna power through this and finish this last question besides engineering what other majors did you think about so when I was a kid like I said both my parents were teachers and I wanted to be a teacher for a while and then I was like "Uh, they make no money and I saw all the work that my mom had to do she would come home and grade papers all night and basically her work hours never ended and I was like yeah that's not it so I then I think the next thing that it went to was graphic design honestly I don't think there was an in-between of the two so from teaching to graphic design I absolutely love graphic design I don't something about it just designing things and just I must say I feel like I never really show my artistic creative side well I guess my whole job is creative but the artistic side of me is very very strong I love doing things like that and that's why I love procreate so much so I want to say it was in middle school when we had to do like a a whole paper or whatever on what job we wanted to do. And I remember I did a whole thing on graphic design. And then in high school, I was researching different career paths, taking so many different like um, what's the, surveys and stuff online where they tell you what career path you should go in based on what you like. And engineering was always on the top of my list. I ever since um, middle school, I was two years ahead in math. So I always knew I wanted to go into something STEM related and originally it was materials engineering which the main thing that sparked that interest was being the engineer behind Nike and Under Armour and all those sports clothing brands and stuff like the engineers behind the shoes and why they can work the way they do and everything like that interested me so much because it took such a everyday thing in my life like sports and just the clothes I wore but also incorporated engineering behind that and I was very interested in that. Then I discovered that that was an extra year of schooling and mechanical engineering was more so the umbrella on top of that. 
So I decided to just go into mechanical and just do the four years. And now it's kind of crazy because I'm putting kind of all of that together. Like I'm not a teacher, but I'm a cheer coach, which I feel like goes hand in hand. Honestly, like you're teaching kids. Obviously, I'm not teaching them school subjects, but I'm still teaching them life lessons and so many other different things. I do graphic design with all my thumbnails, with all the podcast art, with all my video editing and I'm doing engineering now with creating my own company and I cannot wait for that to come out and I know you guys have so many questions on that I don't want to say too much until it's totally done because I don't want to jinx anything but just know that I have put so much time and effort into this company and I really think if you're a cheerleader or even if you're not and cheerleading is just something that interests you it's something that you guys are definitely going to love and I cannot wait to launch it and to see your responses and to finally just get to share it with you guys and explain everything. And I know I've been talking about it forever and it's so annoying when like influencers do that and they're like, I can't explain things, but just no big things are coming. But like they really are. And I promise when I can tell you more, I will. Right now we're in the process of finding different manufacturers that can make the prototype to ship it so we can test everything to finalize the design for what it is. And then it's go time and they're going to make the product and we're going to get the store ready and everything like that. So it still has a couple more months until it launches, but just know that I'm so incredibly excited and I cannot wait for you guys to see it. So with that being said, this is a 54 minute episode, which I was not expecting at all. I definitely thought this was going to be a shorter one. Then I just kind of started rambling. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Let me know how you guys feel with the solo episodes, although I don't know if we're going to introduce do too many because it's a lot more fun to have someone else there to talk back and forth with but let me know if you love these q a episodes we can definitely do more make sure to go follow our instagram at chicken noodle underscore scoop to stay tuned well to stay tuned for everything that we have coming up we hope you guys are loving season two already and we'll be back next week with both of us so thank you for listening to this week's episode of chicken noodle scoop bye